0: Oh, and fight on again, everyone. All right, if you're listening to this on Friday, July 8th, that means there's only 57 days left before USC kicks off their season against Rice. It also means summer's in full swing and the weather's heating up, so for connecting the dots, fall camp should be here anytime. We believe right around August 1st, give or take a day. We know Pac-12 Media Day is July 29th. The season kicks off September 3rd. Also, on a previous episode, we took an early dive into the offensive roster. In this episode, we're looking at the other side of the ball and the reality of USC's move to the Big Conference. It has all the rival fans feeling a little bitter, and rightfully so. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. Hello, and hello again, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC. And thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Locked On USC, we're still growing every day. I want you to uh, keep listening. We thank you. And uh, we're free. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. So keep tuning in. All right. Uh, We know uh, USC fans feel more confident about the offensive side of the ball heading of the 2022 season. Uh, there's experience everywhere. It makes sense. Um, the O-line, uh, they return pretty much everybody with, along the starting front. Uh, you got transfer portal guys at running back who bring loads of experience. And the skill positions are loaded. And let's not forget, Lincoln Riley will be calling the play. So good reason for optimism on the offensive side of the ball. What about as a mode? Um, the defense—that's what we're here to talk about. We know last year that was USC's Achilles' heel, and coincidentally, um, we—maybe ironically—we should have known that defense last year was going to be problematic when um, Brandon Peely ruptured his Achilles uh, before the season started. He was—he was gone. So. Ah, uh, the front seven is going to be the story of this season's success, and if they can stay, you know, relatively healthy in twenty twenty two, and they can get those contributions from the from the transfers that they got, but also from the guys that who we uh, who missed last season due to injury, and we're going to talk about each of those guys when we when we get to each of the position groups. So, uh, Alex Grinch. Uh, he, he run the defensive coordinator taken over for Todd Orlando. Uh, he runs a modified hybrid three, four system, very similar (laughs) to what USC fans have been accustomed to and have been seeing for the last couple of years. I know my first reaction to was yikes. Uh, but again, you know, last year Orlando and, and, and the rest of the defensive staff, um, they were playing with half a deck most of the season. And once Helton was uh, relieved of duties and Dante took over as the interim head coach, you know, when that half a deck was getting reshuffled, uh, the writing was on the wall. And, you know, while the effort was there um, towards the end of the season, it could have been better. So, um, you know, I showed, video from last year uh, at spring camp and as well from the regular season. uh, We showed practice, you know, the staff teaching the guys technique and the fundamentals and the same as this spring, even though it was more limited as far as what we could video, but there were some subtle differences, uh, some nuance that maybe might've been lost. Um, You know, last year, the defense Again, I mentioned the effort was there. The guys were on the field. uh, I thought they they did as well as they could, um, all things considered. But tackling was an issue. And more times than not, it seemed like it was more one-on-one tackling, uh, mano-a-mano, as opposed to gang tackling. Well, that's going to be – that was emphasized this spring, and it's going to be a major emphasis uh, during fall camp. We're hoping it's an emphasis – Uh, technique-wise during PRPs because gang tackling this season is going to, uh, we can only imagine it's going to help the team improve on their numbers from last year. So uh, let's start talking about the different position groups. Uh, In this first segment, we'll start with the front seven. We know they have to do better than they did last year, but again, You know, part and I'm not making excuses, but let's keep let's make sure we're putting everything into context here. The front seven, particularly the defensive line, they dealt with a lot of injuries, and the linebacking group just didn't have a lot of depth. So uh, nose guard that group, Um, Stanley Taufa. Oh, you know, I I apologize. I've got to get get these names down phonetically correctly Stanley uh, he did not come to USC as a nose guard Uh, however he has uh, built himself into one the weight room getting bigger meal plans doing whatever he can uh, to 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 help the team where he's needed Uh, especially you know last year when Brandon Peely went down as I mentioned at the top um, you know, USC was kind of relying on Jamar Sacona and a freshman, uh, Kobe Pepe, another freshman. <clears throat> Guys are more than capable of doing the job, but, you know, they they weren't ready and they were thrusting into a, into a role that, again, with everything else that was going on, uh, it made their job much more difficult. <clears throat> Pardon me. So Stanley returns, believe it or not, with 12 starts under his belt, the most uh, in that group. You would think uh, Brandon Peely, but he's been dealing with injuries ever since he arrived at USC. He only has five starts uh, as far as we can tell. But again, uh, when he arrived, he was one of the most athletic defensive linemen, defensive tackle nose guards you would see. Uh, 6'3", 6'4", um, close to 350 bills, pounds, and he could slam dunk a basketball. So we believe he's a, he's 100% healthy, that, that Achilles has been fully recovered. If he can regain any of that athleticism uh, he, between he and Stanley, uh, Jamar Sakona being healthy, Kobe Pepe being healthy, you now have four really good viable guys at that nose uh, guard. You know, and their, their role is to just take up space, make, you know, make two offensive linemen have to focus on them. And that frees up other guys on the defense. Speaking of at the defensive tackle position, uh, we're looking at, you know, all American Tuli Tule, Tule Polo his brother, Marlon, uh, who plays in the NFL. Tuli has 15 starts under his belt behind him. Well, I shouldn't say behind, but in that group, you've got Dejan Benton. Uh, I, I believe he's going to be a junior this year. You have Earl Barkay Jr., the transfer from TCU, another junior, and redshirt freshman, you know Colin Mobley uh, from the DC Baltimore area. He uh, he missed spring this year with uh, recovering from from an injury. I'm not quite clear what it was. Hopefully, he will be ready by the fall. 6'4 close to 300 pounds uh we anticipate truly getting uh the brunt of the work here uh he is versatile you can move him inside you can move him outside um you can move him outside on occasion as well so depending on 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 the alignment that grinch rolls out there um you can see truly lining up uh, not just next to nose guard but you might even see him uh outside at playing defensive end also hopefully we can get some contributions from earl uh who's transferred over from tcu uh, again i mentioned colin he's still an unknown and dejon benton he's he's got that body you know he he's one of those guys who will pass the eyeball test when you look at him um just got to get him on the field see what he can do He's going to have that opportunity this year. Defensive end. All right. This is a group that, uh, you know, last year, um, Nick Figueroa was the main guy. Um, You also had Drake Jackson, who is off with the San Francisco 49ers now after being drafted. Um, he, He played Russian as well. But those were your two main guys. And Nick was playing Hurt most of the season and when he did come back towards the end uh, he came back too soon he'll tell you he wasn't ready and he when you're hurt and you're trying to play you're probably hurting the team more than you're helping and you're never going to fault somebody for for trying to help and he was just he was doing what he could so no finger pointing there I don't want him to come across that way whatsoever uh, however Nick is healthy we need him um, 6'5", 280, 290, somewhere around there. Lots of experienced team leader. Um, would not be surprised if he's a team captain uh, this season. You have uh, the transfer from Kansas State. Older guy, um, Tyrone Telaney. 6'2", 280, 290. Um, again, very experienced maturity-wise. He saw a little bit of action at Kansas State, but again, he brings that maturity, that that life experience uh, to the group um, that hopefully will lend itself uh, to to the defense saying, hey, you know, th- this guy, he's seen life. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. Um, things that are probably more important than playing the game of football. So when when you can bring experience, anytime you can bring experience to to something, uh, that's a valuable commodity. Uh, Solomon Bird, another transfer that uh, USC brought in during the off season from, uh, is it Wyoming, I believe, or San Jose State? One of the two. I apologize. Excuse me. That he's the guy from Wyoming. Uh, Sinjin Astani is from San Jose State. And then here is the guy everybody is rooting for. Solo, Solomon Tuliao Pupu. Uh, the high school all-American Mr. Defense from modern-day high school, who has just been struggling with one injury after another since he's been at USC. Uh, he came in as a linebacker, but he is now bolted up. If you've seen any pictures or if you haven't, head on over to WeRSC.com. We got them there for you. Solo looks like a defensive tackle. Doesn't look fat. There, there, there's, in fact, you could probably bounce a quarter off him and would hit Jupiter. I mean, he is rock solid. Um, and we're he has the he literally epitomizes everything you want in a football player, tenacity, mean. um, And he just has the the heart of a lion. When you hear the coaches talk about him, Sean Nua, uh, Roy Manning, any coach, the the, the praise, you can just see how much everybody's rooting for for this young man, myself included. So uh, if, if, if solo is healthy this year, and he brings that, uh, that, that look that he has when when he's, when he's playing football. It's not a look you want to be on the other side of because it's, it's really scary. That's going to be a good sign for USC. All right, moving forward. Uh, the rush end position. Gone was Drake Jackson, but we, uh, we did bring in a, tr- a transfer from Auburn, SEC guy. Romello Height, 6'3", 230 pounds. He is going to be battling with Corey Foreman, who last year uh, didn't make the impact everyone was hoping, including himself. He'll be the first to admit it. But he he came this spring and he's working this offseason ready to uh, ready to make an impact. He He was considered the number one defensive player in the country coming out of high school. USC was able to keep him home. They Locked up that their backyard. He could have won anywhere in the country, and he chose USC over you know Clemson, Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, you name it. He his resume had every program offering. Now it's his time to show why he was uh, everyone's why everyone wanted him. Uh, behind those two, um, you got Taylor Katoa. He he came in a few years ago, served his mission. He's back, gotten bigger. He's a senior now. Uh, Let's see what he can do. Again, just another unknown, but he does provide some depth. Uh, And then USC also brought in um, a couple of freshmen this year. you got Devin Tompkins and then another gentleman by the name of Garrett Pomerantz. I believe he's a walk-on. All right, moving to the middle. Mike linebacker. This is going to be another area that needs to do better, Um, and it looks like uh, Shane Lee, the transfer from Alabama, is going to be the guy to take over. Uh, He he looks like a spark, you know, like a like a fire hydrant. Not the the tallest guy, six foot, but two forty five, two fifty. Work ethic like you like you've never seen the guy just wants to be in the gym and he wants to play football and USC needs that type of guy. Um, so again, he comes from a winning program, another positive. He's going to try and man the middle. He's going to be calling the shots on the defense. <clears throat> and uh, when he needs a breather behind him, you've got Tuasivi CV Nomura. And behind him, then you've got Julian Simon. You got the transfer from the Utah Utes, Carson Tabaracci, and then Clyde Moore. Those, those are your Mike linebackers. Uh, again, Shane Lee, I don't think you're going to – he's not going to be coming off the field often. Um, but there is some versatility. Um, you know, moving over to the Will linebacker spot, this is the last spot we'll talk about uh, in this segment. Uh, but he did play Mike, but in the mic was Raylan Gopherth. Um, you know, he's got 13 starts. He's a senior and he's going to try and lock that spot down, but he's got a lot of competition and that's what makes the linebacking group, um, so much better already compared to last year is they brought over some transfers they recruited and it's going to help. Um, and, and again, you know, it, it is what it is last year. You, you don't like to point the finger and blame the coaches, they they can only work with what they had. But this year, if everybody if they have to remain relatively healthy, um Alex Grinch, Roy Manning, Sean Nua, uh that defensive that defensive staff, um, Coach Dante, they they they've got players to work with. And at, behind Raylan Goldforth at will, um, You've got the transfer from ASU, Eric Gentry, who was a freshman All-American. Uh, six foot six. They say he's 205, 210 pounds. Maybe when he's wet, he's a beanpole. He's long, he's lanky, but he's fast. And he's a sure tackler. And then you have uh, sophomore Rajon Davis, uh, another local stud that uh, USC kept in-house when they brought him in from modern day they're counting on him this year uh, to take that next step from being a freshman to becoming a sophomore stud as the late great keith jackson used to say the best thing about a freshman is the next year they're sophomores Uh, al mcguire the uh, the the late great basketball coach from marquette uh, he coined that phrase as well but I always remember Keith Jackson saying it when I was watching him call college football games on Saturdays. Uh, we also have Chris Thompson, Jr. He transferred to USC last year from Auburn. Uh, he was in at the safety position, strong safety. They're going to try him out at, at linebacker, big kid, six one, six two, 6'2", somewhere in that 220 range. Um, they need a thumper, and he can fill that role, and he can, you know, because he, he's familiar with the safety position, uh, he's in a, he can cover uh, in the flat as well. And let's face it, in the Pac-12, uh, there's a lot of passing. And then also Garrison Madden, the freshman uh, that they brought in the, in the class out of, out of Georgia. So, again, the, the front seven has to be better. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, they're betting on it. And you can bet on um, you can bet on this that they are going to be better. And at, over on betonline.net, um, they're your number one source for all your betting needs. So you can find all of your latest sports developments, your league reviews, and news, including uh, what's going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, I believe tonight while I'm recording the show, the NHL draft was going on. I'm not sure who the LA Kings drafted uh, but they did make it back to the playoffs this year. So go Kings go. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. So we, uh, you know, we just got done going over the front seven. Um, before I head to the, uh, to the back group, the, the defensive backs. Uh, don't forget to head on over to we When you're done listening here, our staff over there of Eric McKinney, Scott Schrader, Greg Katz, the, incredible musings by Chris Arledge, as well as myself. Um, We have tons of content. In fact, uh, Scott Schrader, our recruiting guy, um, known around the country, uh, he's got a couple of recruiting nuggets up there right now, uh, including one about 2023 defensive end, tight end, Mateo Ungalele, and the other is regarding a 2024 defensive line prospect, T.A. Armstrong. So head on over to wersc.com to check those out. Okay. Let's go to uh the strong safety. Let's let's get to that group. <laughs> um this year, uh Xavier Alford, Bryce and Shaw, he's a transfer from Ohio State, Zamarian Gordon. And uh, Zion Branch, who, unfortunately, we learned, suffered a lower leg injury. Uh, We're not going to speculate on it. Some have said ACL. We'll just leave it there. We just know that uh, Lincoln O'Reilly is hoping that he'll be back able to play soon. But the message that they gave was very vague. USC fans, get used to it. That's how it's going to be when it comes to injuries. However, with the strong safety, Xavier Alford. Uh, look for him to be your starter. And if he can't hold that position down again, they brought over an experienced guy from Ohio state, Bryson Shaw, a lot of starts. I believe he's got uh, at least uh, um, double figures, 10, 11, 12. I know uh, he took some heat last year, Uh, but he was, you know, I, I think he was rushed in the position because Ohio state dealt with some injuries And they also replaced their defensive coordinator during the offseason. So um, Bryson is looking for a new beginning here at USC. Him and Xavier, um, they're going to be the guys you look to uh, to really support the run, but at the same time be able to to read the pass and drop into coverage. Uh, Again, behind them, you got Zamarian Gordon, a local product out of Downey, California, redshirt freshman, we mentioned Zion Branch from Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas. Uh, he'll He's not going to be around for fall camp. And let's just anticipate him redshirting this year. So next year when his brother, uh, we anticipate, who's coming in to play wide receiver, the two of them will uh, kick off their seasons together. Um, I'm probably speaking... Out of place, but you no, know, I'm pragmatic about these types of things. There's no reason to rush a player back uh, from injury. I think USC has enough depth right now. And then you also have uh, Micah Kroom, who um, was on scholarship last year. Uh, he He's a consummate team player. He gave up his scholarship, uh, so it could be used elsewhere, but... USC is taking care of, taking care of him um, with a financial aid package. But Micah is going to, again, he brings experience to the group. And if he's not on the field, um, look for him on defense, look for him as a special teams contributor. He seems to be uh, everywhere. And players seem to gravitate him. He's, he, he's, he's a natural-born leader. That's one of the observations I've always picked up when I've watched him when I'm watching uh, how the team's practicing. Players are always around him. Moving uh, moving down to free safety. Uh, this is where um, USC can really, hopefully, increase their uh, the turnover ratio. Kalen Bullock is going to be the starter there. It's going to take a lot to remove him. He is a ball hawk. Uh, they call him Sticks because he is, again, he's thin, 6'3", 180, 190, maybe. Hopefully he's bulking up, doesn't need it. Uh, But, you know, if you're a quarterback and you're throwing and he's on the field, you better have some good eyes to move him away from where you want to throw the ball. Otherwise, he is going to to trick the quarterback into throwing. Um, Kalen can cover a lot of ground and he's got some really long arms. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, to Kalen this year taking that next step from freshman All-American to sophomore All-American. He started half the season last year, and I don't think he's going to give it up. One of the nice observations that I've always noticed about Kalen, whenever he comes, when he, uh, practice is about to begin, when he comes out up, up the tunnel heading over to Howard Jones Field, he always pays respect to the all-american wall there's a bunch of plaques that lead up to the sword of troy and he makes sure he always makes sure to acknowledge him touch him and remember the players who came before him really cool thing to watch if you're ever at practice hanging out uh usc brought in a uh, transfer from oklahoma someone alex grinch will be familiar with with mccutcheon uh, another slight smaller guy, 6'1", 185 pounds, sophomore. Um, you know, you look back at some of his reviews last year, guy, it was mixed, played well, fast guy, but uh, hopefully he'll be able to take the next step from freshman to sophomore as well. Take that next step. Uh, Anthony Beavers will be another guy um, competing uh, to back up Kalen. Um, big, he's probably the bigger of the three redshirt freshman six, one, uh, he, they list him at 200. He looks closer to 210, When I look at him, he looks like a Troy Polamalu, um, as far as his body, big guy, big, thick guy, but he can move. And then, uh, a couple of walk-ons, Tommy Maurice and Daniel Jimenez Fulton. All right. Another safety spot, excuse me, we call it the nickel. You've got Max Williams, Jalen Smith, Britton Allen, and Fabian Ross. Let's start with Max Williams. Uh, The guy has superpowers when it comes to recovering from injury. Two torn ACLs, didn't matter. Um, He had a schedule, and he's finally going to be ready to – take over that, that nickel position and people are, should anticipate him being the starter. If not, uh, Jalen Smith is another guy. Uh, he started last year as a true freshman. He's a young dude. Um, people don't, if you don't know, he didn't turn 18 until I believe December of last year. So most of his freshman year, you know, chronologically, age-wise, he was 17. So young guy. But very talented, uh, very athletic. He he actually, you know, when he was recruited, he was an athlete. He could play on both sides of the ball. Um, USC likes him on defense, and Nichols seems to be his home. Again, looking to take a step up, the 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 natural jump from freshman to sophomore. Uh Britton Allen last year, um, he's been dealing with injuries. Junior from back East, uh, you know, met, a lot of people considered him, thought that, you know what, he's going to be a guy who's going to jump on the transfer portal. He hasn't seen a lot of playing time. Whatever the case may be, um, you know, maybe he can uh, have a new opportunities elsewhere. Well, guess what? He's still here. Um, if Lincoln Riley was looking to chase guys away, Britain didn't get the message. He's still around, and he's going to be competing uh, to uh, to play at the nickel spot. And then you've got the freshman, the incoming freshman out of Las Vegas, Fabian Ross. So four talented guys, um, good good blend of youth and experience. Um, unfortunately, the experience has the the injury um, asterisk next to him with Max Williams and Britton Allen. But, again, they're healthy now, and uh, we're looking for big contributions from them. Max Williams, again, don't let his diminutive size fool you. 5'9", 180, he's got a bulldog mentality, and he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. Um, and uh, don't, know, don't underestimate this guy. He, he is a favorite among the, the team as well as among the fans. So looking forward to that. Um, moving over to cornerbacks, you, on uh, I'm just going to go ahead and list them off here. You got Mecki Blackman, the transfer senior, came over from Colorado. Jacoby Covington, 6'2", two, redshirt freshman, transfer from University of Washington. Two guys from the Pac-12 um, competition that are now going to play at USC. <clears throat> you got Prophet Brown, uh, redshirt freshman who started last year, got injured. Uh, Adonis Odie, he is a redshirt junior from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Again, another guy who many thought would probably jump in the transfer portal. He's proven everybody wrong. Very fast guy, but he's been dealing with injuries since he's been here. Um, he, he's going to be uh, looking to, to compete for, for one side of the field. On the other side, you got Josh Jackson, Jr., Uh, He moved over from wide receiver and literally kind of took over at cornerback. Um, Chris Steele and Isaac Taylor Stewart, they've moved on to the NFL. Uh, Josh Jackson was already pushing pushing those guys for starting last year. You got super freshman Damani Jackson, the number one corner um, from modern day. Everybody wanted him. USC was able to get him above Alabama, Ohio State, and pretty much. Everyone else in the country that wanted him. And then redshirt freshman returning, Sierra Wright. Not only is he a super athlete, an excellent student, uh, you might also recognize him on stage and screen. Um, he is also, we just found out, going to be in the new uh, fifth season of Groanish. Uh, if you watch that TV series. Uh, so there you go. Uh, cornerback is going to be coached up by Dante Williams. Last year, we know Dante, uh, his, his duties were spread everywhere. Offense, defense, cornerback as the interim head coach. Now he gets to focus strictly as the cornerbacks. And we're going to see if that group gets to, will improve with, uh, Dante's sole focus at that group. Um, Because it's nice to be able to to be not only locked in on that group, but he can also, you know, get LinkedIn. And as the sun comes up and they start practicing again and and small businesses start getting back to business, LinkedIn Jobs will make it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a free job post in minutes. Uh, LinkedIn jobs will help you network and go beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then just go ahead and add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. That way, your network can help you find the right people to hire. They have simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Um, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So go ahead, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. That's linkedon.com slash linked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right before we get out of here uh we're going to wrap up this show send you out for the weekend you know the fan reactions are starting to roll in uh with usc heading over to the big conference and as anticipated um some of the reactions are a little bitter and they should be um You know, USC and UCLA, they they didn't tell anybody what their plans were. And if you're not part of the L.A. market, reality is set in. And certain programs are starting to find that they didn't, they don't really necessarily have a home. And um, they're wishing ill will on USC and to a lesser extent UCLA this year. So, you know, Utah fans. Um, They're all for the Pac-12s blatantly and embarrassingly (laughs) screwing over both USC and UCLA these next two years. Uh, It needs to happen as far as one Utah fan is concerned. You know, as far as USC fans are concerned, you know, I I, I even responded to that tweet. What's the difference over these next two years versus the history? You know, what's going to be different? USC, <laughs> you're not going to find many fans who thought USC has gotten the benefit of the doubt from Pac-12 officiating. So, um, guess what? It's not going to be any different. May- sure, maybe it'll get worse. I can I can see it happening. Anything can happen in the Pac-12, but uh, if if Lincoln Riley can get USC to play disciplined football, hopefully, uh. Incident replay (laughs) isn't in use too much. Um, I know California Bear fans are really upset about this. Um, One of them, (laughs) they think that uh, USC and UCLA should have the Pac-12 logos removed from their field. I think that's kind (laughs) of funny. I really do. I think that's kind of funny. But it just goes to show that uh, there's a lot of bitterness running around out there. Um I don't know what's going to happen with the with this upcoming season, you know, whether the officiating is going to be bad, uh, whether the um the the announcing is gonna have any type of bias or if there's gonna be any narrative going on from the Pac-12 network. Who knows? Who and to be honest, who cares? Yes, USC, they're kind of dead man walking right now. Uh but they know that they that the governor has is going to make that phone call and when the pack when the PAC 12 or the PAC 10 or whatever you call it uh, ultimately gets executed um, USC is going to uh, have their redemption in the in the big conference so until uh, till next time we'll be back uh, next week with some episodes but uh, don't forget. You know, when you're not listening to Locked On USC and you're not over at WeRSC.com getting all your USC information, head on over to Locked On Pac-12 and make them your second listen. Uh, Your host, Spencer McLaughlin, and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. So make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen, Locked On Pac-12, and again, USC and UCLA when you're not listening to Locked On Pac-12, and even the rest of you Pac-12 have not, head on over to Locked On Big Ten. Your host, Nate, Nick, Nate Dickinson, and their local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten on 30 Minutes as well. Make Locked On Big Ten your second, third listen. Locked On Big Ten. All right, everybody. We'll be back with another episode of Locked On USC next week. Until then, fight on.